What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Lori, and we are just talking about anything. <laughs> Hi, guys. It is, it is New Year's Eve. I am on COVID watch because I may have been exposed, so I'm stuck in the house waiting for test results, and I was like, I just want to get online and just talk about whatever for like half an hour 45 minutes before the new year kicks in and we haven't had a chance to have Lori on the show for a couple of weeks because she's been dealing with some family things so you know I just wanted to get on here and talk with her and see what she thought about the last two episodes of Hawkeye and we've got some other stuff that's happened um unfortunately Betty White passed this morning oh man 99 years old I was mad I'm like two weeks two weeks but you know what you saw the Star Wars Jedi thing right I did not what what was it oh they're saying because her last name was white she has the white lightsaber and then she they already ghosted her in and then the other one is the Lord of the Rings where they're saying that she said no no Satan not today got up and went down up to Mordor I, saw that. I did see that one you know I was sad about it when I heard about it this morning because I was like really on New Year's Eve like really that's how we're going into t- but I thought about it. I said you know what no that's not how we're going into 2022. It's how we're ending 2021. It's already a shitty year. I mean, she just kind of wrapped it up. It was going to be a bad year regardless. And now we don't like, I would rather it be that's how we ended a crappy year rather than that's how we begin a new year fresh. Yeah, that's true. So, that's, that's true. you know, and she lived 99 years. Like, was still acting was planning a birthday celebration like you can't be you can't really be mad she you know I think I saw a quote somewhere where someone said um make sure that you have lived your life so that if you died at 99 people would still be like wow you know that's too young you know or something to that effect well they said she lived old old enough what was I think right uh it wasn't Ryan Reynolds somebody said she lived to be old but she didn't live old enough to to not be young or so i think it was ron howard who said that i i think it was a ryan reynolds quote i just i just saw that and it i mean it's just i was just floored but i was like, i was mad because they i just saw last night or the other night on netflix that they had queued up they were going to do like a special for her birthday and stuff yep. and of course you and i both know that well including mark's sister the, the oldest of the family that they're all excited because in Chicago in April, they are having the very first Golden Girls convention. Ah. And they were going to do a Zoom meeting with Betty White. And uh, what's the channel that has all the, the, the reruns for Golden Girls? They it's TV Land. TV Land. They automatically threw on a Golden Girls marathon. And I think tomorrow it's going to be nothing but, um, not Barney Miller, but... Um, the other one, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Ah, remember, okay. She saw Mary Tyler Moore in the seventies. Okay. But I thought that fun. was cool. That was. That I be. thought that was cute. Now let me tell you, right now, I am watching this horrendous CNN New Year's special with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, and it's it's a hot mess. I'm sorry, it just is. They 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 keep showing this one 
uh, dance troupe from Harlem, and they're they're doing these weird coming to America dance moves and stuff. It's like the second, third time they showed them. Mm. Anderson's already had two shots because that's the thing they take shots. So Anderson's already halfway drunk. Andy Cohen is like, it's a party. They interviewed Pamela Pone. They just interviewed um, uh, Katy Perry, who looked like she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Um, not feeling it. <laughs> I don't really I got out of the habit of watching a lot of the New Year's specials um, a few years ago like every once in a while I'll tune in if they're having good performances but even some of the performances I'm just kind of like nah I'd I'd just rather be sitting here watching geek stuff or I think last year uh, last year for 2020 going into 2021 I actually spent time doing a zoom call with uh, members of sci-fi party line podcast mm. which is the podcast that I really got my start on and that was kind of what gave me the idea of this one because we did that for like maybe three hours last year we were like okay you know what we can't go anywhere because it's still COVID right. let's just get on and just shoot the shit and you know everybody yeah. had drinks and we had on our little decorative uh New Year's Eve stuff and it was fun and I was like okay I can do that this year but of course I didn't get any decorations because I wasn't expecting to have to be quarantining so you know you think oh I have time to go do that I have time to go do that so I'm sitting here with no wine no decorations I'm like oh this just sucks it okay sucks. okay we've been friends about what 11 years something like that yeah you know me right yep again I'm gonna preference this if you are a single black woman or if you're a married black woman, beginning of October, go to Trader Joe's and buy a case of wine and keep it. I, I know. I, but, you know, I don't really keep alcohol in the house because I don't drink like that. Right, anymore. right, right. You know, I have various health issues. I have, you know, diabetes. I have high blood pressure. I have uh, early stage kidney disease. So I don't drink like that mm. very often. So I just I, I've never been one to keep alcohol in the house like that and then also like when my kids were growing up um my ex-husband and I we you know that was one of the things that he wanted he didn't want alcohol in the house around the kids which I understood I had no problem with that my dad was an alcoholic so it's just just certain different little things like I'm not one of those people that just grabs a uh you know a drink whenever but I was like I don't need to have it in the house because it's just why so yeah so I I I keep I keep a case for two reasons. One, because of COVID, I learned early on that, especially in California, you can't get anything. You can get it now, well, but yeah. last year, yeah. It look we were look. My husband, you'll love this story. It was uh, June of no, it was May of 2020. Now, my husband's 54 years old. He was 50. 352, whatever, around that area, like 2020. Mm-hmm. And they had told us at Walgreens, which is like 100 feet from my my house, uh, that you could be a senior and you can get toilet paper and paper towels, one each between the hours of eight and nine if you were a senior. Right. Well, he's got great. He walked in, was waiting for nine o'clock. They were like, oh no, we know you, you come in. So he snuck in there and got toilet paper and paper towels and wipes. And that was the only toilet paper that we had besides what I had had. We got until like August. Let me tell you what <laughs> got me through the toilet paper crisis of last year. So right before COVID hit, 
right before COVID, we actually switched from the regular, you know, pull toilet tissue to one of those little boxes where you pull out the toilet tissue and it comes out Mm -hmm, square mm -hmm. by square. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we had a whole bunch of toilet tissue in the building that we no longer could use because Mm -hmm. we didn't have the, um, you know, the, the dispensers for it anymore. So they sent it home with us. They were like, okay, we can't use it. Take it home so you can use it. That was what got me through the toilet paper crisis because I had like two shelves of single roll toilet paper sitting in my bathroom. That's the only thing that got me through. I believe it. Find toilet tissue here probably until I think it was August before I could actually buy some, yep. find some yep. and buy some in yep. the so when I tell you that I uh, now I use Instacart a lot and mm-hmm. I use Amazon uh, Fresh, you know this because yeah. I just don't want to. I was already using these services because I don't want to go to the store. I just don't like going to the store, so right. I have everything delivered. Let me tell you, they did two things that saved my life last year. One, you could shop at Costco without having a membership, mm. which was awesome because you could right. order and they would bring it. Right. Second, they. They did the best thing ever. They dropped Target as a as a store because Target was sort of crappy. Okay. Walmart. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Everything in my house now says great value. Great value this, great value that, great value. Look, when I, it was September of 2020 when they added Walmart. And I was like, oh, thank God. When I got the money together, I told Mark, I said, I want you to ignore the, the credit card for a minute. I got a Costco order in. It topped out like I think 600 bucks. Toilet paper, paper towels, paper plates, laundry, this, that. I The guy brought the stuff up to me because I'm on the second floor. Mm-hmm. He hostaged me into giving him a bigger tip because he said, and I quote, you ordered too much stuff. I'm like, bitch, please. I ain't got nothing in this house. Oh, yo, he refused. I, of course, reported him. He oh, literally yeah. told he told me, he said, you ordered too much stuff. And I'm like, excuse me? There's no cap on what you can and can't order. He said, yeah, well, I, he goes, this is my fifth trip up here. I'm like, I haven't had supplies in this house since like when the thing started. I'm getting my supplies. He said, well, I'll only deliver it if you increase. Now, mind you, your tip is 5 and 10% or whatever. I tip 10% because I know people, my nephews right. and all that, they do stuff. So I know what they are. So he made me give him a 20% tip before he brought me the rest of the stuff. See. Yeah. See. You're not supposed to do that. And I know uh-huh. this because I used to I used to do Insta Instacart deliveries. I don't because people here don't tip. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's just too much. But oh that, and people cancel tips too because they because I that oh, was yeah. the thing too. Last la- two thousand not so much this year, but last year people were getting their stuff, mm-hmm. promising a larger tip mm-hmm. because they knew we were hit. And then they would go in and they would cancel the tip. Which yep. Is- yep. They oh. they do that. I've I've had that happen before. People just uh, people are just assholes about stuff like that. But you know, yeah. But this they're year paying for different. it now because you know people who are in jobs where tips are required, they're going out finding better jobs because they don't want to deal with the shit. Oh, let, let me let me let me tell you, these people. I was cracking up. These people this year. They, I think they said in October that the biggest number of people quit. They're like four and a half million. I'm sitting there going, who is quitting their job? I mean, really? They're, they're leaving their jobs. 
and, and then the other thing is, is that you've got a lot of people, especially in the industry I work in, where if they're under 40, they're basically saying, screw you. We're going to go to a company that has this, this, and this. So they're losing people. Yep. And for me, I'm like, well, I've been in my job X amount of years. I've got X amount of years. You know, I'm looking at retirement, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually. And I'm like, I could not imagine walking up to my boss saying, you know what? Deuces. I I couldn't do it. But speaking of deuces, I watched all of Hawkeye episodes one through five with my husband. Mm -hmm. And then we watched Hawkeye, the season finale last week, I think it was. Yes. And his rankings are this. Last half of WandaVision, mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, okay, Hawkeye, oh, what if okay. Loki? Okay, that's his. Um, he actually really enjoyed the the last episode, episode three, the one where they did the trick arrows. Yes, laughing hysterically, he thought it was funny. He basically told me that he believes that what we saw with Hawkeye was probably one of the better ones. The only thing that edged it out was the last two episodes of WandaVision mm-hmm. because he just thought, because he likes the vision, he just thought it was awesome. Um, he said, and I agree with him, that it was fun, it was delightful. He liked the whole kingpin with the little graphic in the background thing, which yep. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never been a Hawkeye type of a person, but we were talking about different Hawkeye storylines, and he was like, well, name me a few. So I was giving him a few titles, and then I brought up something that i'm thinking about doing for my uh birthday episode for this next coming year okay and he was like oh okay that's interesting um i'm still playing around with it, but one of the things that they did about 10 12 years ago is that marvel comics oh my goodness oh my goodness wait wait cnn Uh-oh. has regina king talking to andy and anderson and jack hay just popped up <gasps> oh that's so cute <gasps> that's awesome Oh, because everybody knows Jack Hayes. But so basically what they did is they did a series uh, called uh, Old Man uh, Logan, which is what the Logan movie was Mm -hmm. based upon. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's 50 years in the future. The villains have taken over. America's been carved up like the Hunger Games, a la districts and stuff. And basically one of the main characters in Old Man Logan is Hawkeye. And Hawkeye at this point is blind. And he's with uh, Kate Bishop, who's the new Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And he delivers a crucial package of weapons and medicine to Wolverine to finish the story along. Yeah. So they did a sequel called Old Man Hawkeye. And it's 12 issues. And I'm thinking about making that my uh, episode for my birthday, us doing the graphic novels, issues one through 12 of Old Man Hawkeye, where it's a prequel. And it's said about five years before when he realizes he's going blind, Kate comes and helps him. And he's had various children with various people. I won't spoil because I want you guys to read it. Right. But basically, it's what gets him to the point where he is an old man Logan. Okay. Right? Okay. So I was mentioning that to him. And he was like, oh, okay. So I went on... um, I went on uh, a couple of different places. Uh, I went to Tomorrow's Press. I went to... um, various places and i found enough copies of the books and stuff like that so i'm thinking what i'll do send them to you guys you guys read but the thing is is that when i went on there there was a lot of marvel stuff a lot of dc stuff but there was only really two hawkeye uh graphic novels um editions there really uh which i thought was interesting because 
when I went through, because I spent a good half hour just going through everything, because, you know, curious to see what they got, don't have. And there is some Loki stuff. There is some Cap stuff. They do have the Sam Wilson uh, Captain America graphic novel. Oh, okay. um, they do have a couple of Vision stuff. Um, but it was like, okay, well, when are you guys going to get this? When are you guys going to get that? Because the paper stock is limited because what they do is they get the stuff and they only have enough for what they fill to send and mail out. So my thing was, okay, well, I'll go to Comic College and get it digitally. Digitally, you have to have the Marvel app and they go through that. But there isn't yeah. a lot of in-print Hawkeye stuff is basically what I'm saying. I was very surprised when I actually went looking uh, that I couldn't find a whole lot. You know, I, I said this on the show and I, I, I think I've said this several times, even, you know, when we've discussed stuff just as friends before the podcast, I've always felt like, oh my God, you should hear the fireworks that are going on in my, mm. in my neighborhood right now. But I've always felt like Hawkeye is one of the most underrated characters, um, not just as an Avenger, but just in the realm of superheroes, period, you know, mm-hmm. because of his human status, because he doesn't do as much as the others or whatever, you know, we, we've talked about it, but I, I really enjoyed the show you know i felt like it gave a lot of nuance to his character it showed him in a different light um and i felt like it really gave us the hawkeye that we needed to see in the avengers movies and then you know the the relationship with uh him and nat we got to hear a little bit more about that in the show and everything so i enjoyed that now i don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the episodes that we did when you were missing, but did you hear us give you your shout outs for what you said about Eleanor Bishop? And I think- No, I actually, I actually, uh, point of order, In Stock Trades is where I went for the graphic novels. Okay. Okay. I've just drunk just enough that I couldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I actually, I haven't listened to anything uh, since I think the 17th. Oh, okay. Because you've been dealing with family. Because I've been dealing with family stuff. So uh, this is a record for me. This is the 31st. I have not listened to a podcast. I have not listened to uh, an audio book. I haven't listened to anything since we started Christmas vacation. Wow. That is a record for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we gave you your shout outs. Uh, I think Mike's screen name was Lori was right. So yeah, we we had a lot of fun talking about those last two episodes, especially that last episode because Oh, but seeing Kingpin though, the way Kingpin is supposed to be, that was so much fun. But see, here's the bad part. I'm sad because now Eleanor's been taken off the board, so to speak, quote unquote, unless she comes back at Echo. Because I really enjoyed it, but I didn't feel we got the evilness of her quite enough. You know, you know I mean she I don't think like, so either. I agree with like, you. Eh, eh. But you know, one of the things that I'm wondering is, you know, I know that was supposed to be like a series finale, but I'm wondering if they're going to give us another season of Hawkeye, you know, maybe for the Kate Bishop stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And if so, maybe they'll bring Eleanor back. I know that 
I've read some articles where uh, people have talked to like the showrunners and said, hey, you know, the fans want a Hawkeye season two. And of course they're being mum. They're like, oh, that's great to know that, you know, that the desire is out there for it. But of course, if it's happening, they're not saying anything yet or where we may see Hawkeye again. But well, I, I, I agree with you, but I think the thing is, is that they might be waiting until like mid-January to uh, announce stuff because they got a full deck coming up for the year because you've got She-Hulk, you've got Echo, you've got uh, Naomi, you've got uh, uh, the Ms. Marvel stuff. They have a full deck. Plus, of course, I haven't seen it yet. The Book of Boba Fett came out the other day. Yes, it did. Haven't seen that yet. Okay. on on netflix and i i'm i'm sadly only on season one but cobra kai came out today and that's oh, a huge okay. thing and everybody loves cobra kai now here here's my problem because i'm we call our vacation shut down because my job is a factory and they shut down the last the week between christmas and new year's so we have some time off mm-hmm. i want to de-stress and I had all these plans because I haven't finished Lucifer. I haven't finished the 100. I haven't finished Supernatural. Don't judge me. I haven't finished all this stuff, right? I haven't even finished Kim's Convenience. I got all this stuff stacked. What do I do? You rewatched what? I'm on. I'm in the middle of season seven of Arrow. <laughs> did you start back from the beginning? Yes, I did. I started on the 17th. Okay, so... the. That's horrible. <laughs> so I almost did the same thing with a different series. So you know that they are coming out with a Teen Wolf movie next year. Yes, I know. I heard that. So they started a Teen Wolf rewatch at the beginning of this month. And I saw it and I was like, I really want to do this because I've been like, I started a Teen Wolf rewatch last summer when uh shutdown started. Right. And I think I only got through like the first half of season one because then all this other stuff started happening. And then I started getting in in my mind, oh, maybe I should do a podcast. And then, you know, everything just kind of ran away from me. But I was like, I should do a Teen Wolf rewatch. And I forgot who it was. One of my friends was like, so have you watched The Witcher yet? And I was like, not yet. And I, I just finished that tonight. Um, I haven't started that either. Oh, yeah. Season two was good. But, I haven't started um, that or or I haven't finished but but let me let let me let me tell you ask me because you're my friend and you know me ask me I decided I needed a palate cleanser between watching so much arrow guess what show I started watching a bonfire don't in. tell me you started watching vampire diaries yes, I did. <laughs> how did I know I watched the last season all over again Enzo just died Oh my God, that pissed me off. Oh, so oh, bad. Oh, oh, oh my God, that pissed me off so bad. Like, really? Oh, had him kill fucking and like him, Bonnie, not have her little. Oh, oh, it, it, oh, God. That's a whole other show for us to talk about uh, how yeah. dirty they did the character of Bonnie Bennett. Let's not, but, even- but, but when you pause the TV, because I've been doing a lot of cooking, and you could pause Netflix, and what it does, you know, it runs commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the proper name because that Vincenzo stuff that you were watching. Vincenzo, yes. Vincenzo. Okay, okay, Hanukkah. I'm trying to find it here. I saw a commercial and I'm going to add it because it just looks so good. It's called The Glamorous Impossible Concubine. 
and it is a Korean series romance about this girl who's like a royal concubine and they got all the old school costumes uh-huh. it's called Mike it's called the glamorous impossible concubine. and I'm sitting there going you know what I'm gonna watch that you know what I need to hit the lottery because there's way too many things coming out that I want to watch and I don't have the time so so this week I finished with the Punisher okay finally. I finished that yesterday, uh, season two, and Charles from Sci-Fi Party Line, he was like, don't watch season two. I'm like, I already finished it. He's like, that girl got on my nerves. I was like, yes, yeah, she she was a bit much. There were a couple of characters in season two that I was just kind of like, eh, why? But other than that, it was, it, it was great. I, I just, Ben Barnes and John Bernthal, were just so fucking amazing in that show. I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I'm glad I finally got through it. And then, um, like I said, I finished season two of The Witcher. But yeah, so I got through those two shows. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to start watching Arcane, which is an anime series based off of um, a few of the characters from the League of Legends video game series. I think I saw something about that. Yeah. So League of Legends is one of the video games that my son plays. My son is a gamer. So that's one of the games that he plays. But then my daughter he told her about the show and he was like, yeah, you just got to watch it. So she watched it and she has been on my case for the last month. Mom, when are we going to watch Arcane? And I kept telling her, we'll do it on New Year's Eve because I hadn't planned, I hadn't planned on going out anyway. I don't go out for New Year's Eve. I'm usually at home. Sometimes I have friends over. Sometimes I'll go to my mom's, but for the most part, I'm sitting at home watching TV. So that was the plan. But then she told me I couldn't watch it without her. And she's been on her insomnia sleeping schedule. So she just woke up like two hours ago. I was like, well, I can't watch it now because I'm about to podcast with Lori. So we'll have to watch it tomorrow. Oh, so so I think I'm going to try to watch that tomorrow. And then um, I I don't know. Um, we've, I, I did finish. Did you, um, did you get to finish watching Wheel of Time? I rewatched episode four this morning. We've got four okay. episodes to go. I'm trying to convince Mark because with The Witcher, which where I'm going to start uh, this weekend, uh, what happened with that is they did a nice recap, like a 10 minute recap of the first season. Mm-hmm. He saw it. And he's looking at me sideways because uh, he doesn't watch anything unless it's something he really thinks he's into. So I have to ease him into stuff. So I'm, I'm, I gotta, The Witcher, I think I have a better chance than Wheel of Time, but I, I am in the first part of The Great Hunt, which is book two. Okay. And it's slow. It's really, 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 really slow. But I will say this, basically, from what I've seen and from what I've read, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I know there's something that happens in episode five that people didn't like, but eh, whatever. My thing is, is that because I'm a book reader and the Aes Sedai, and I'm really curious because I was Anthony, asking Anthony a while ago about the different Aes Sedai because they're throwing stuff in from little stuff from different books right. to make sense of the actual series. Right. I, I'm really, really, really tempted to go to the uh, Wheel of Time wiki to just <laughs> yes i found one there's a whole database sort of, of course you did <laughs> well what else are we gonna do but right. the thing is is that i i like it enough that i do want to dedicate some time to it but my thing is is that we like fantasy 
right? Right. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get bogged down watching something consecutive unless I know we're going to be podcasting it because mm-hmm. I just finished the third book of well, Discovering Witches because I want to get ready for this season. Oh, yeah. And I'm saving. I'm saving all the stuff I need to say. First of all, did you see the promo cover, the, the artwork, the gorgeous of their hair? No, I haven't seen the oh, artwork. Oh, it's gorgeous. Okay, uh, I have to go look for that. Anyway, they're they're back in modern times, and she's got mm-hmm. the she's got the Ashmore book in front of her, and her mm-hmm. hair is like coming up like all witchy. And Matthew's standing behind her; he's got the scrawl on his face, and I've got goosebumps because I just finished reading the book. Okay. Uh, I haven't started the new book or the new series, the whole thing with the Marcus and Phoebe. I'm saving okay. that, but I feel robbed because the first book, okay, second book okay third book oh my god it's awesome right so here's my problem (laughs) women writers who write books that are women's fiction Mm -hmm. and then they go into fantasy i'm talking about jd rob uh you know the the one that writes she has the in-depth series which is an awesome mystery series last two books have been crap but she's 70 she's getting up there she's you know but anyway Every once in a while, she'll write like magical stuff. Like she's got this awesome trilogy of books about three witches that she wrote about 20 years ago. That's awesome. Anyway, she's doing a new fantasy type series now. Okay. And I have a problem that if that's not the toe you dip in all the time, it tends to be kind of eh. And I get the idea that Deborah Harkness wanted to start out writing a woman's fiction book for the first two books and threw in these elements. And then when you get to the third book, it's literally an info dump. I'm sitting there and I'm at work and I'm typing and I'm listening and I'm stopping typing and I'm yelling at my iPod and go, why didn't you put this in book two? Why wasn't this in book one? That's exactly why I cannot listen to audiobooks while I'm working for that reason, because I'll be stopping and I'll be fussing and no, I can't do it. It's, it's too much. Well, I mean, I, I work at home right now, but uh, when I go to the office, when I have to go back or even before the pandemic, I wouldn't yell, but I would mouth the words, what's wrong with you? you know? But my thing is, is that the book was really intense the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking info. I mean, you learn everything. You learn about the Ashmore. I'm not spoiling. I'm just giving some highlights. Yeah, yeah. You, you mm-hmm. learn you learn about what goes on more about their family. You learn more about their brothers. You learn about Fernando. You learn about Galglass. You just get everything. Okay. You get to just pass the halfway point. And then it goes into women's fiction until the end. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, come on. And then when they get, and then see, here's my problem. Because I read so much. I judge you by how you finish a series. I judge you on how you end that last book. If you right. drop the ball, why did you write the other four, five, nine, twelve books? Let's not talk about the Slicky Stack House series. Yeah, we won't get into that because that mm-hmm. was really bad. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, she dropped the ball. Mm. She dropped okay. the ball, and I'm saying she had me until the last forty pages. And then I'm like, oh, come on. But yeah, she dropped the ball. Okay. Now, when it comes back in January, yay. I'm trying to get Mark into it. I doubt it, but I'm trying. Next, I, I think that's what, next week, right? Seventh, the 7th. Yeah, okay, yeah. the 7th. Okay. My thing is, is that I'm, I'm going to be very curious because they cannot end it with season three and not give us a 
fourth season, quote unquote, with Marcus and Phoebe, because if they end it, people are going to be pissed. See, okay, so I'm not familiar with the books, so I don't know what happens, but I do know that season three, I think is going to be heavy Mm -hmm. with Marcus's storyline because a lot of the people that they cast for season three are Marcus's children. The book glosses that over. Mm. The book, the way it is, and I'm not spoiling, but I'm just going to say this. The way that it is in the book, I don't know where people get that impression from. Okay. But at the same time, I can see how they would say that because it would lead right into the fourth book. Mm. Now, okay. as far as his children are concerned, I, I, I need to read the, the, that book because I've got a lot of questions because basically what the premise is, is that Matthew and his family and Diana come up with a, uh, a solution mm-hmm. to their problems and it all hinges upon whether or not they can pull off certain things and all of it re- goes around with everything we've seen the last two seasons. Right. That's being really vague, I know. It's okay. But, but my thing is, is that I feel that the way that she wrote that and the way that they've talked about it, because you've seen the co- promos, you've seen it, and you're like, oh, because he got like the one for all with the swords and all that. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. And the way that they even do Sarah in the books was okay. very interesting because if they do Sarah the way that she's in the book in the show, it's going to be really interesting on how everything turns out because of course, you know, certain things have to happen. But all that said, I, I think that I'm excited. I want them to announce that they're going to be doing a new series. The actors have wrapped. They've gone home. They won't be back again. And I'm mad because this is one of the smartest, best shows that they've come that's intellectual and fantasy. Right. You know, so. Right. I, um, you know, I follow this group on Twitter. They're called All Soul Sisters. And it's basically um, Black females who are into the Discovery of Witches series mm-hmm. and the book series and the TV show. Um, they also do um, an Outlanders group mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. you know, because of course, you know, those shows are mostly Caucasian or, you know, white people. And, you know, sometimes in african-american communities they're like okay why are you watching those white shows Mm -hmm. even now i I hear that sometimes not from quote unquote uh i will say real geeks but i do get that still sometimes like don't you watch any black shows i'm like all the black shows that most people watch deal with street crime and infidelity and that's just stuff i don't i have no interest in watching that on tv because i've seen enough of that in my real life so that's just one of the reasons why i just i don't watch it but the all soul sisters um i believe they have actually already seen season three and i believe they have seen it and they left comments saying that it was like brilliantly done they gave you know high praise for the cast and the pacing of the story so i'm looking forward to seeing what they do i can't believe that it's almost here but at the same time i'm kind of like it's going to be over so fast you know it is yeah it's gonna go by so fast. six i believe it's going to be the okay. standard eight because they've got so much they yeah. have to do and those episodes have to be longer because yeah. like i said just the info dump 
but the stuff that's the info dump is so fascinating. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I haven't heard of that group, but I'm gonna look them up because see, I I love fantasy. And the thing of it is, yeah. let's face it, if we weren't into the comic book movie action TV thing, we would probably just be an all fantasy podcast. Yeah, I think and, so. And, and <laughs> the stuff so. like The Witcher, the stuff like Shallow and Bone, Curse, which again, I hate that they didn't get picked up. I mean, the, the fantasy stuff, Wheel of Time, we love that's that's our ish. It really is. And and the thing is, is that I've seen on and off over the last couple months, because I've been looking for it, uh, black women, uh, some black men who like fantasy, it's a very interesting way because either they're all in or they're not. Now, I I love a lot of fantasy, but you know, I like my hardcore science. And mm. a lot of people who follow The Expanse, which also is out now, I don't hear a lot of black people really hyping the expense other than me and like maybe two other people yeah and i don't I'm, see a lot of it on my timeline either which is weird i mean i know a few people who do follow it and again that's one of those shows that is on my very long i need to watch this show list but um i don't see a lot of people talking about it a lot i see a lot of people on the regular expanse now the last book of the series Lithiathan uh wakes uh, came out three weeks ago. I haven't read it yet because I want to finish the season. Now, what happened with that is that Ty and Hawk, who are formed James to Corey, there's just two guys, but it uses the one name, James A.A. Okay. Corey. Uh, basically, they wrapped it up with season six. Uh, they did nine books, so it's not quite a decology, but they are coming out with a novella next year to wrap it up. The problem is, is that, and this is a spoiler, you can cut it out, but since I don't think many people on this podcast are Expanse fans, I'm just going to say, the Expanse jumped the shark because book seven, book eight, book eight, Mm -hmm. they went ahead 40 years in time. Okay. So Holden, Naomi, all of them, they are, they were in their, actually 30, they were in their mid thirties. They are now in their 60s okay so they jumped the story 30 years so they moved it ahead and it is fascinating but i question doing that to a series that was supposed to have 10 seasons on the network because mm, they originally okay. budgeted the expanse for 10 seasons they got six uh okay. that's a pretty good run for a show that's yeah. been kicked off and whatever but my thing is is that black fantasy people uh, aren't necessarily going to translate into into hardcore science. Uh, black sci-fi nerds that are into Star Wars aren't going to necessarily maybe go to Star Trek. Star Trek is, there's a lot of not crossing over. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, like you, I expect to see more on some of these uh, platforms that we're on because you'll see Marvel MCU stuff all day long. But right. unless you go to a straight regular forum, you're not going to see a lot of it. So I'm asking myself, where are all my black geeks at for The Expanse? Where are all my black geeks for, you know, different shows that I know they're watching. Mm-hmm. I know they are watching. You know, I mean, I don't know. We need to start finding some of those faces. I know that when I do see some of the stuff, it is in the, um, there's a black geeks of Dragon Con page. Mm-hmm that are you know they're all into the stuff now again we get a lot of marvel stuff there too but i think that 
group is a good place to start and then we probably need to look at some other spaces i mean listeners if you know of any black geek spaces for fantasy you know just all all around fantasy books or tv shows drop us a comment let us know tell us where to find these people because yeah i mean for so long it's you know just even in my own life a lot of the things that I have been interested in, people have been like, oh, you like that weird stuff or you like this stuff or, you know, some people even, some people don't fool with fantasy or science fiction because of whatever they feel like it's against their religion. Oh, don't you know, be sure on so, that one. So yeah, we, we won't even get started on that. But um, yeah, I, I would like to find more groups with people of color who are into these shows too, because again, we don't have a lot of black based science fiction, at least not to my knowledge in media. I do know that there are a lot of black authors who are doing uh, fantasy and science fiction now, as far as their writing. And eventually that stuff will come up. I'm still waiting for any kind of film news for the children of blood and bone series right. by T- Tommy Adeyemi. Um, you know, there's, um, there's another book that I picked up last year. I haven't, uh, of course you guys know, I have not been able to like sit down and just concentrate on reading much, but um, there's MK Jefferson stuff too. Yeah. But also one of the things my best friend did, I think it was last year because of the pandemic she actually started researching more African-American and more authors of color writing fantasy and science fiction. And she actually created a spreadsheet. I have to find where she sent it to me, but she, you know, she curated a list because she knows what I like. She was like, Hey, I think these are some titles that you might want to check out. So I may have to find that list and share it with you and and we'll see if we can I'll give, conversation you, I'll give going. you one that came out three weeks ago, which is on my list. I bought it. I have it read. It's called Skin of the Sea. It's by Natasha Bowen. And it is a Black Afrocentric retelling telling of The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. It's a Black Mermaid story. You're looking at me funny. No, I'm like, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because really you know that what what okay what you guys don't know is that i'm a huge book nerd and i who doesn't know that by now Lori? who who listens to our show and does not know this that's true and one of the things that i do and i'm sure it just drives them nuts is every tuesday if i remember it i will literally send them both screenshots and descriptions of the new books that come out yes she does faithfully Faithfully every Tuesday. <laughs> it's still book day. Yeah. But what I what I tried to do this fall and this summer, I'm trying to go through my list, is I specifically went and found African or third world based books to tell them about. Yep. And yep. I found a couple of really interesting ones. I'm trying to go. See, here's the problem when you have over 1,200 books and you constantly add books. You got to go through your book list to see if you can remember what the title was. <laughs> God, I've got. Wow, I do have all 12 books of Galaxy Edge. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but like, okay, Vita Durant. Uh, Vita Durant by Ashley uh, St. Armit is a YA book a la Rick Redirton's Percy Jackson. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'm just going through trying to look, um, 
I, I, I do a lot of African third world. There was one that I read, uh, Empire of the Sun, which is a, an Arabic uh, fantasy that is set in old world uh, Persia, Iran. Okay. Uh, some of the other ones that I did was uh, a couple that were set in the world of Joan Wacker. She, Joan, I think I mispronounced her name. She wrote a book about seven, eight years ago called The Genie of the Jinn. And it was about a Syrian Jinn. I think I've and, heard of that one. And and a uh, a Jewish uh, golem. Well, the sequel came out. Helen Wrecker is her name. The sequel came out earlier this year. Okay. That is an awesome book too. Uh, the other ones that I did is I found this really awesome African set in the sub- Africa, where it's uh, uh, basically it's an uh, African city, and the kid and his family are scholars, and they go through the ruling court, uh, and it's all African-based. So I, I, that's just some of the things that I do. I look for different things that were not necessarily the traditional white King Arthur type of books that you read when you associate with fantasy. Right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, well, we are actually going to wrap this up because it is now midnight here. It's New Year's Day and I have people calling me to wish me Happy New Year. So we're going to wrap this up saying Happy New Year. For those of you who have been listening to us this year, thank you so much for your support and your listenership. We hope you will stay with us next year in 2022 so that we can bring you more great content like this. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can also find us on YouTube and on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.